Seeger try that with a pineapple. <laughs> well, well, well. What have we here? Boba Fett? What the hell kind of a name is that? Are you foreign or something? <laughs> we could call him Bubba. <laughs> Bubba Fett! Bubba <laughs> Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys Podcast, the discussion about Star Wars toys of the past, present, and future. This is our 23rd episode. My name is Jason, and joining me tonight from IGrewUpStarWars.com, OT Curmudgeon Tom. Hello, Tom. Hello? Hello? You just wake up. Sorry, guys. No, I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. <laughs> Looking forward to talking to some... About something today. Yeah. Good. Good. Cool. All right. Also joining us tonight and returning because we missed him last time from JediBusiness.com, Chris B. Hey, what's up, everybody? Chris, I uh, missed you uh, especially bad because I had to deal with Ryan myself. Oh. So please don't don't leave me again. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Man. Sorry to hear that. From vintage to modern, Bendems to the Black Series. Our good friend Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hey, what's up? From from Fort Lam to Zuckus. Jake. Hello, Jake. Hey, guys. Always a pleasure to be back with you. Excited to uh, talk all sorts of new stuff that's been out. Seems like there's been tons of news lately. So, yeah. Well, tonight we're going to get into it. So, uh, Tom, did you get anything new since we talked last? No. I'm thinking if I did... I have not gotten anything Star Wars related in a while, okay. but uh, not uh, even a gentle giant jumbo figure. Heather's Heather's close. Uh, I think <laughs> I might. I think I might. Get, can you guys hear me? Don't you shrunk? I think I might pick up the Master Replicas wedge helmet. Ooh, Ooh. Wow. that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Shh, shh. <laughs> you got to keep it in your trunk, though, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can ship it to me, man. Anytime. <laughs> She's going to come up the stairs and go, what the hell is that? I'm going to say, that's always been there. <laughs> yeah. Good now, Tom, are they making two different versions of that helmet? Um, uh, no, I think they're just doing one. Just one. And that's the one yeah. from The Empire Strikes Back, right? Yes. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. I think they might have used the same helmet. Okay. Actually, it might have been the, the same helmet through all three movies. But isn't it amazing how uh, these... Uh, uh, Flight helmets the uh, rebels used always seem to be like dumped in a pile of crap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. I've never seen a flight helmet that had so much grime and muck on it. I mean, they, they were does anybody have does anybody have handy wipes in the uh, Star Wars universe? They didn't have time to clean stuff off. They just they you know just throw it on the guy. I mean you know well that guy died. Throw the helmet on the next guy and uh, we're good. Yeah, come on. They were working out of Yavin. That's jungle. Yeah, I guess yeah because they use their uh, <laughs> guess they use their helmets to eat out of too. But yeah. but like they, on on Star Wars: A New Hope, uh, you notice when they get into their uh, when they're getting into their ships, their their helmets are really clean, and then it's like they have different helmets when they're actually flying. Well, like well, the they clean helmets, to, uh, the blue they need to on close them? their close their <laughs> cockpit doors or whatever. Yeah, they, whatever the, the exhaust is through is. the cockpit. <laughs> 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 they haven't exactly. had emissions test done on those X-Wings in a long time. That's why Porkins bit it so early. All he right. was whacked as heck. <laughs> what about uh, you, Chris? Any Pick up anything new lately? 
Um, I picked up the uh, issue number zero from the Star Wars comic book series. Uh-huh. Um, issue number zero is the, the official guide to a different galaxy. So it has a lot of uh, concept sketches in it and it explains kind of like how the series came about. Um, so I love that and I recommend that to you guys because uh, it's four bucks and uh, it's really nicely done. And I picked up a Darth Maul Jedi Duel from the Episode 1 collection, which I found at the uh, Portland Comic Show yesterday. And that's the second head variation, because I had the first one. I never had the chance to pick up the second one, so I uh, picked up the second one of that. And I was able to score the second wave of the Saga Legends figures and the second wave of the Mission Series 2 packs. And I think that's about it. I don't think there's anything else. How was the uh, Portland Comic Convention? I guess it depends on what you go there for. You know, like if you go there for Star Wars stuff, um, it's not worth going to, I don't think. I mean, they had interesting people there. Um, they had Peter Mayhew was there, and uh, Billy D was there, and uh, Ray Park, the regulars, you know. How was uh, how was Peter Mayhew looking? Did you get to uh, see him, or did you did you bother with going to the autograph you know, tables? I actually was going to get his autograph again because I still have two posters I want to get them on. Um, but at the show, he charged forty dollars for an autograph. Oh. I remember paying 20 you know, just a couple of years ago. So I kind of felt it was overpriced, so I kind of passed on it. Um, I might pick it up at some point later, but uh, yesterday just felt it was just too much. But, you know, surprisingly enough, the guy always has a line, even though he's at, like, every convention there is, you know. Um, but when it comes to Star Wars toys, um, I wouldn't really recommend going there. It pretty much looked like Emerald City Comic Con just from, like, a few years ago. So much smaller um, they just have one big hall, basically, and they had, you know, the artist alley is cool. And but in terms of vendors and then Star Wars toys, there was almost nothing there. Now, Chris, this is a Wizard World Wizard Comic Con. Yeah, exactly. And it's only what is this first or second year? It's new, right? I thought it was the first time they did. Okay. This one. Yeah. Okay. I, might I think they had it last year too. Oh, yeah. So it might I have re- been the second one. But yeah. I, I remember a big con because I was down there last year in February for a, a music educators conference, and there was going to be a um, a big Comic-Con the following weekend, um, and I'm pretty sure it was Wizard World then. Okay. Yeah, it cost 55 bucks to get in for a one-day ticket, so wow. it's pretty pricey. That is pricey. Nice. And uh, No know, tax, though. That's good. No tax. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there wasn't, like, after two hours or so, I was, I was done. You know, I was bored because, I mean, if you go there for autograph hunting or if you know exactly that there's going to be a, some sort of artist there that you want to see, sure. Um, but if you go there for toy hunting or anything Star Wars related, I did not see anything. I didn't see a single vintage Star Wars figure at all. Nothing. Really? Did you go solo or did you have the kids and I have, the family I go down? With me. I have my four-year-old with me. Oh, okay, cool. What did he there, think? He did Was not he a little that. disappointed at the lack of vintage Star Wars toys? Yeah, he was just, he was devastated. <laughs> no, he didn't like it much. Uh, it's just too crowded for him. But, you know, when, when he saw, uh, R2, the R2 builders had, had a little, little booth and they had, uh, two R2s, um, rolling around. So he was excited about that. But yeah. And they had, um, Back to the Future, they had a, uh, 
Michael J. Fox booth where they were advertising uh, his um, organization uh, against Parkinson's, and they had a life-size uh, DeLorean there, um, which was cool, but it was like $20 to sit in it and get your picture taken. Yeah, I don't know. Like if you pay 55 bucks to just get into the show and then just 20 bucks to sit in the cars, I don't know. You know, didn't quite feel right. So, but it was cool to see it though. Right. And I lost you guys, right? No, <laughs> you're just making me feel bad, Chris, because I've actually at San Diego Comic Con they had the Back to the Future Three DeLorean there for the same deal, and I got my picture taken in that for 20 bucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the one I got my picture taken in was the real thing from the movie too. I don't know if that one was. I think that was probably movie. the same one. Okay. Um, I mean, at least it goes to a good cause, right? But right. Yeah. <laughs> And they send you a really nice picture. So. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? Did you uh, have you picked up anything new lately? I did. I got the um, the new six scale uh, sideshow Darth Vader in the mail this last oh. week. What do you and, think? And uh, I am very impressed with it. Uh, it was two hundred and fifty bucks, so it's one of those like, wow. You know, you order it and you're like, oh, is this going to be worth it? And it, when I got the box, the box is huge. So right away, I'm like, well, this makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> When I ordered it, I knew it was just the um, it was the Return of the Jedi Vader. Um, I didn't really pay attention to all the features on it when I ordered it, but um, it's got a lot of cool stuff in it. The base on it lights up as an Imperial emblem base that lights up red. Then it has a little uh, like an extra display piece to put his helmet and face mask on, and it lights up as well. It lights up red in that. And then his chest box and belt boxes light up as well. Came with a load of different hands to use on him and a, and a separate head sculpt with the uh, Sebastian Shaw uh, portrait for underneath. Does Sebastian um, Shaw have his eyebrows on or no eyebrows? No, no eyebrows. Do you kind of want to take a Sharpie and no, put no, his I'm eyebrows not take on? A shar- I'm not taking a Sharpie, <laughs> something I paid 250 bucks on. Um, <laughs> but um, I think it looks really good. Um, I, I'm very impressed with that. I'm not, I haven't figured out where it's going to fit into my, my Vader collection as it's getting very full of the cabinet I have Vader's in right now, but uh, I I think it's an awesome piece and uh, I, I'm starting to look at that Mythos Vader next, which is $350, and deciding if I'm going to go ahead and buy that too. But that's well, you're a regular Bill McBride there, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Vader, I, I do like Vader, so I, I buy a lot of the Vader stuff, but uh, other than that, I've been so busy, I haven't even hit stores lately to see if I could find anything new out there. So I really haven't seen much out there. Just been doing a lot of music stuff with the schools lately. Yeah, I went out today to try to see if I could find anything new, and uh, I couldn't find anything. I just didn't see much out in the stores. That was weird for me, because when I found the uh, the second wave of the Saga Legends figures, that was like almost 9 o'clock, right before they closed, and I had to pick up some, some diapers. So Where I did you find those again? Uh, Toys R Us. Toys R Us, and I, I ran in like five minutes before they closed, and of course I stopped by the Star Wars section, and they had them there. It's the only time I saw those. They sell diapers at Toys R Us. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's huge for Toys R Us hey, there. Chris, Chris, do they uh, sell the adult diapers at Toys R Us? <laughs> I'm sure they can accommodate you somehow. Okay, yeah, one stop shop. Hey, why not? Tom, I can tell you when I worked there, no, they didn't. But uh... <laughs> what do you think of the the new Saga Legends figures, Chris? Uh, you know, I really wanted to like them, but I'm beginning to not to. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you know, um, the uh, the biggest issue I have with those right now is the paint. I think they're not painted really well. Like the uh, the Han Solo I got had a lot of paint chips on the back. Mm-hmm. Really? Um, yeah. 
So like the like totally like the white is shine looking through underneath. Um, then uh, the face wasn't painted very cleanly. Like half of the eyebrow wasn't painted and stuff like that. So I know this is nitpicking and you know, but still, three PO isn't really painted that well. I think they painted the eyes really well, but the color on the the plating on on the entire droid doesn't look that great. I don't think. And same goes for Chewbacca. I think the the brownish color on it just doesn't look quite right. I wish they they would have gone with you know a bright brown color like the vintage figure. Mm-hmm. That would have kind of made more sense to me, you know. But yeah, and then I don't know, like just looking at that Han Solo, I wish they kind of would have bent his right elbow to mimic the vintage figure, you know. I thought that would right, been, yeah, that would have been a kind of a nice tribute. But eh, I don't know. The longer I look at him, the less I like him. So, <laughs> but I really do like the stormtrooper that they came out with. I think the helmet on that trooper looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. But even even that one that I picked up has has some paint issues where the uh, the right eye is not painted well at all and it just kind of drips down. So so they're not I don't know looking at that Han Solo um, and just playing around with it and and not being able to pose him better. Um, I don't think I was going to have a problem with that, but it does feel like a step back and I wish it was better articulated. I know I always said that you know articulation doesn't matter all that much to me, but I don't know. You kind of want to position his arms a little differently, at least, you know? Yeah. And it just feels very limited when he just sticks his arms straight up and, and points at something. It just doesn't look like, <laughs> you know, for the vintage figure, you know, that was just back then, that's just the way it was, but mm-hmm. it doesn't quite feel right. Waiting for Luke Jedi. That's the one I'm, I'm hoping that it turns out better. So, uh, Jake, what about you? Have you found anything new on the shelf recently? Picked up a couple things. Like Chris, I picked up issue number zero of The Star Wars. Such a hard series for me to get behind. I think, Jason, you and I have talked about it before. It's just, it's so difficult to have a character look like another character, but have a different character's name and be on a planet, which is called the wrong planet's name. You know, it's just, I don't know why I'm lukewarm with this series, just because it's it's so, I can't get into it because it's distracting. I read the first two issues, and I had such a hard time with them that the second two issues that came out, I think, what, only two have come out since, yeah. right? Four mm-hmm. issues total. Mm-hmm. I just now look at the pictures. I don't even read because <laughs> every time I start reading that comic book, my brain starts to hurt. It's yes, just, it is I like impossible. the artwork. I like the pictures, but um, I cannot get into the story at all. I, I isn't, it, isn't it? So it's based on the first draft of Star Wars with the concept art from Macquarie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right. The artwork's great, but and that just yeah. sounds confusing. No, but, but here, Tom, for example, take Obi Wan Kenobi, but now you call him Luke Skywalker, and he's raised on Utapau, and his son is Anakin Skywalker, and his brother is Deke, and I mean, it's just like all of a sudden your brain is like, and then they get in a Star Destroyer, and it's a two. It's a two-person fighter. It's not an actual large capital ship. It's just all of a sudden your brain just starts going. This doesn't work. This doesn't compute. I'm just yeah. That's that's really just gonna. You, you've we've all grown up with it, and now to just it, it, it sounds like a bizarro world. Yeah. yeah. My advice is just to buy it and just look look at yeah. the, look you know, at the artwork. <laughs> you know, I actually I've been reading them as, as well, and. Uh, <coughs> But I also just recently read the making of Star Wars, which he put in a lot of the script stuff from the the early uh, the early drafts. And so when I started, it was like, oh yeah, I remember this, I remember this. So I, I guess I was prepared for it more um, in knowing that the the planet name changes and characters and all that sort of stuff. 
because uh, I got I was like, oh yeah, well, and, and I don't know, I I found it quite interesting and got into it a lot quicker. It's I I would say for most people, don't buy it and expect to read, you know, Star Wars done in a different way because that's it's it's a completely different story. It is. Yeah radically different from what we've grown up with but I, I don't know i kind of enjoy it so it's a it's a slow go for me but i'll of course finish finish it out the collector in me will will pick up the rest of the issues Absolutely. if i don't read them did you guys see that they're coming out with a complete set of those next year a hardcover version of all those comics in one big book no they can't be next year they can't sell any after oh, 15 so it's gonna have to be at the end of this year yeah yeah it might might be sometime this year oh yeah that's right 2014 and, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I think they're going to try to put out as much stuff as far as collecting collecting issues into trade paperbacks and, and hardcovers as possible oh, yeah. before the license expires. You know what we should do? We should take a pilgr- uh, pilgrimage down to um, uh, Portland where Dark Horse is based because they do uh, warehouse sales there once in a while. Ooh. And I'm and I heard a rumor saying that they will sell all of this no matter and, and it sounds like they're going to start just slashing prices to try to get it because I I honestly think the deal is they need to get rid of their stock before 15. Mm. So there might be some insane deals going down toward um what's the name of the city there and right outside of Portland I forget um but yeah that would be fun to do yeah. Um, Jason, you'll be happy. I picked up the second uh, wave of mission series, Yay. and I grabbed you a set as well. Awesome. Um, but I took a bullet for you because, like was Chris, uh, like Chris was saying, the paint jobs on this second <laughs> wave are horrible. And I decided because I knew you were excited for that Han Solo, uh-huh. I kept the Han Solo where they painted half of his neck brown from his hair. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. No, it's oh. bad. And I, I was taken. My fingernails, and I got out a pair of scissors, and I was trying to see if, you know, sometimes you can, you know, kind of scrape little paint flecks away to kind of clean it up a little bit. No, this stuff was permanent onto hopefully, his neck. So. Hopefully this is not a trend that continues with how they're painting the figures. Yeah, no, I think they're rushing to get them out. I thought the first wave was fine. you think they're rushing, fine. or do you think they just – because remember when uh, in 2008 the Indiana Jones figures came out, and they were painted terrible, and they said it's because oh, they switched yeah. factories or something? Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> and they fixed yeah. that though. They got some really good paint jobs later on. The, on those yeah, figures. the later yeah, wave that was nearly impossible to find. Mm-hmm. Those those first figures, there were some bad paint jobs on mm-hmm. those. Yeah, they were. So yeah, so I picked up the second uh, set of mission series. I took some photos of some of them already and threw them up on uh, from Forlom Dezakis's Facebook page. I was having fun uh, with the new mall. I'm excited to have an actual new figure we've never had before. Um, the mall from season five of the yes. Clone Wars, and maybe season six or the Lost Missions or bonus content, whatever we want to call it. I think it. you need to live in Germany to watch that. Ah, oh, dude, don't even get me started. <laughs> we'll talk about that, right? Okay. Yeah, we will. <laughs> um, I got the second wave of the uh, Saga Legends proper action figure line, too, but I missed out on the Boba. Like Chris, I popped into Toys R Us, but Boba Fett always is always missing so i got that second wave which i don't mind is boba uh, fett short packed or is he just pop just popular he's popular i just think he's popular I, don't, I haven't heard that he's short packed in that set is the stormtrooper short packed in that set i heard he I th- was i think he is i heard he is oh, but i'm just guessing just guessing i wish i would have known that because i've tried to keep myself to a rule of no troop building but i found myself i found the saga legends Wave two a second time at Toys R Us, and I just sat there in the aisle staring at the stormtrooper. I'm like, he's so pretty, he's it's, so pretty. But I didn't bite the bullet on it because I'm trying to be strong. But it is, Chris, I agree with you completely. That is a great 
figure. Is Toys R Us the only place where the single pack Wave 2 of Saga Legends is showing up? So far that no, I've I heard. I think um, Fred Meyer had him as well. Really? Yeah, I've been hearing Fred Meyer too. Because I've been oh, checking Fred yeah. Meyer's uh, daily, and I haven't seen any sign of him. But yeah, I was, and then I got so busy, and then I heard somebody actually found him at the Redmond Fred Meyer, which is usually the one I hit um, at, near my school. But uh, yeah, I haven't seen him at all. I haven't even seen like the remnants left behind or anything. So you guys are lucky because my Fred Meyer, which is just a mile or so away. It does not have a single space for a figure. It, it Those pegs are packed out with Vintage Series and the Movie Heroes and the Clone Wars. It is like has no style. It's packed. It's like they didn't sell anything at Christmas. So I don't expect to see any at My Toys R Us anytime soon. I mean, my Fred Myers. And the, the Mission Series 2 packs from Saga Legends are showing up at Target? No, Walmart. 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 Okay, let's talk about Target for just a second. I was there today. They are they no longer carrying Star Wars figures? Do they? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of something showing up there. I can't remember what it was. Uh, if it was Saga Legends or the the Mission series, but I've heard they've been showing up at Target. They have the six inch Black series have been there too. They have the the, the twelve inch shampoo uh, bottle figures that I like. Yeah, and Tom likes as well, although he won't admit it. Um, <laughs> and they have there the are tw- cheap proctology exams. For <laughs> they have the the lightsabers. But uh, the the role play lightsabers, but they just don't have any figures. I see the oh. the six inch black series often. Like I've seen the Leia, mm. um, the Han, and uh, Greedo there pretty often. I uh, saw today. I was at uh, Barnes and Nobles and noticed that they are they still are stocking the six inch black series, and they even had a Boba Fett there today. That's where I got mine. Yeah, that's where I got mine. So Barnes and Nobles. That seems to be uh, one of the only places that I've actually seen the Boba Fett figure on the shelf. What's the markup at Barnes and Noble? It's not bad. It's like twenty-four bucks. Okay, so four bucks. Yeah, four dollars higher. And I've heard something about the the three and three quarter inch Black Series hitting uh, Walgreens. That's right, and uh, I can confirm that because I was at a Walgreens today. I went to every store possible today just to see what was out there, so, so I could talk about it on the show. And I saw uh, a lot of. Not a lot. I saw a few Wave 2 3 and 3 quarter inch Black Series figures. I saw uh, the Stormtrooper hanging around, uh, Cologne Commander Neo, and I also saw Luminara and Dooley. But, Neo is uh, uh, third series. Oh, is Neo third series? Yeah, I, and I've heard people finding Darth Plagueis at, uh, at Walgreens. Okay. Um, so yeah, I decided, so yes, I guess there was the third series there. So I guess Walgreens is a place to check. Their figures are 1099 and that's, that's about the same as Target and Toys R Us, I think. Just a buck more. Buck more. That, uh, that might be the trend. No word yet, but <laughs> the, the rumors online are that 999 is going away. Of course. Yeah. But I think... In 2015, I think the prices will come down. I think the prices came down. Didn't they come down when Revenge of the Sith came out? Yeah, they went right. back down to five bucks for Revenge didn't, of the Sith. Yeah, it, it seems like six or seven before the, that. The volume is really high in movie years, and I'm I'm hoping that that has a, you know, because of high volume, they can lower the price of the figures. They'd have to. Can you imagine how many figures came out in Revenge of the Sith? Seventy. <laughs> can you imagine if those were ten bucks a pop? Oh man. Yeah, that's rough. That's just the basic assortment. Yeah, exactly. And the deluxe and everything else. All right. So the movie Plastic Galaxy, the story of Star Wars toys, 
has officially been released. If you want to order this, you can go to www.plasticgalaxymovie.com. Ryan, you actually re- had a chance to watch the movie yesterday? Or was uh, it Friday? Friday night, yeah. Friday night. So uh, without getting it too much, just give us give, give us your overall thoughts on the on it. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have another discussion about it in a, once we've all had a chance to see it. But what well, were your you know initial what? thoughts? I, I'm not a huge fan of watching documentaries often, but uh, I, I really enjoyed it. And it's not just because... That I know a lot of people in it. I mean, uh, there's several people from our Sarlacc uh, group that are in it. Many people that were ice are in it, as well as a few people on this podcast are in it. But it was it was enjoyable, and seeing some of the uh, the early concept sketches from some mini rigs that never happened, uh, early stuff for the troop transport stuff like that is really cool. As well as talking to the uh, the designers and everything at Kenner, uh, who who designed a lot of the stuff and. Uh, and came up with ideas. That was it was really interesting. I, I'd say overall it was it was very enjoyable. I watched all the extras as well, um, and it was kind of fun to watch. And I would I would recommend it to anybody. Tom, are you looking forward to getting your copy? Are you kidding? Yeah, <laughs> I am. I've been looking like I said on uh, uh, the I grew up Star Wars, or I said it somewhere. I don't know where it is now, but I said I'm looking. Uh, I'm running out to my mailbox uh, now, waiting for that uh, video to come in as much as I did waiting for the Boba Fett to come in in uh, 1979. So yeah, once it's once it's here, I'll 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 surely be glad. And man, I'm I will not hesitate to uh, definitely check it out because I've been looking forward to it for quite some time, as as most of you have too. Yeah, I think a viewing party is in order. Somebody. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So uh, some some new items popped up online recently. We saw photos of some newer Saga Legends figures, the three and three quarter inch five points of articulation type that we are growing to maybe not love love as much as last year. I don't know. Um, first off, there are two single packs: uh, a Snowtrooper and a Darth Maul. Tom. How many snowtroopers are you going to buy? Ask me how many Darth Mauls I'm going to buy. <laughs> None. Oh, no, I don't know. Snow tro- I, don't, eh. I didn't have my hand up, teacher. Don't call on me. All right. All right, all right. Well, those are the kids I always call on. <laughs> That's right. Okay, my hand's up now. <laughs> Chris, what are your uh, impressions of the snowtrooper and Darth Maul? Um, the snowtrooper looks really good. I really like the way it looks. Um, so definitely going to be picking that one up. Maul, just nah. You know, just another Darth Maul figure, basically. So, yeah, there you go. You don't army build at all, do you? Yeah, I used to army build, you know. But Jake always says that the the army builds itself now just by picking up every new release. So am I army building? No, I'm not really army building, but I do have a ton of clones. (laughs) Um, Just because, you know, over the years it's just been building up. But, you know, I do want to pick up some more Stormtroopers, and, and the Snowtrooper is, it looks like it's a fun, fun army builder figure, you know? And because we don't really know how long those are going to be around for, if they're going to be re-released. And, I mean, if you look at the Stormtrooper now, it's actually kind of hard to find. So, yeah. And the price is really interesting. You know, Five ninety nine. you know, that's a really good price. So, yeah, I'll probably pick up two or three or so. Ryan, what do you think about the uh, Snowtrooper and Darth Maul figures? Well, Snowtrooper is really interesting because, unlike the vintage one, which had the little uh, vinyl cape skirt thing on, this one's just got a, a plastic skirt that's just split so his his legs can walk, much like we've seen in other the figures in in this line before. So it's kind of different to see that. Um, otherwise, the Snowtrooper looks good. Uh, Darth Maul, 
Yeah, it's Darth Maul. I've never been a fan of Maul. I know a lot of people have, but from day one, when they first showed him in episode one, I, I never cared much for Darth Maul. So it's like, oh, good, the Darth Maul figure, whatever. So I really don't care about him. <laughs> I'll buy one, but it's it's not that big a deal to me. Jake? Oh, well, I'm always excited for new figures, new sculpts, I should say. I'm not a big fan of the repacks. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're just... You know, they're milk toast. You know, it's a snow trooper. We have a lot. We have some that are much better than this one. Um, and then Darth Maul, you know, is crazy. I was really excited about the mission series, Darth Maul, because that's a new outfit. But here's just a classic Maul. And if it's possible, I'm still on Maul fatigue from episode one. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of ho-hum about them. Uh, I'd like to know what else is going to ship in that wave. I'm probably more excited about those figures already, and I haven't even seen them. Yeah, I think the Snow Trooper looks cool, and I definitely want to. I'll pick. I'll probably pick both of them up, but uh, I'm kind of with you guys. They're okay, but uh, I'll be curious to see what else pops up in this line with the single packed figures. Hopefully, we'll know more as Toy Fair rolls around. I'm excited about this year's Toy Fair. I can't wait to to see what the packaging, what the figures look like in the packaging for the Rebels series and stuff. So that's going to be a good one, I think. Once Toy Fair hits, I, I kind of feel like that the last two years are finally over, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. the, th- the 3D years. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the so, canceled 3D years. Exactly. <laughs> so Hasbro's scrambling to get something out years. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you, Chris. I think this Toy Fair is going to be uh, more anticipated than a lot in the past just because, I mean, they have to show us Rebel. Uh, here's characters, a, at least. They have to, right? Here's a question. Yeah. Do they have to show us anything? Because I'm pretty sure I saw some reports on Twitter that they were not allowing any photos to ta- be taken of the Star Wars merchandise at the UK Toy Fair. But they say that every year. Yeah, that's always been that's the case. That's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, last year we saw, didn't we at least get what the artwork looked like for the next year? Or no? Um, We got a peak last year. I remember We got we the got Anakin to Vader figure. Yeah, that. but that was still a sneaked out um, oh, okay. image. That wasn't like officially released or anything. Okay, so this is not just because they don't want rebels to get out. This is just this is how this is business as usual. Then yeah, uh, that's that's the way I understand it. Yeah. That's kind of reassuring because I was kind of bummed that basically nothing really got out of UK Toy Fair. Which... I feel like last year, maybe the year before, James Burns over at uh, Jedi News UK. Um, I know he, in the past, I think, worked with Hasbro to get an exclusive because it was always, you know, the New York Toy Fair was the end-all, be-all, and everyone else's didn't really matter. I mean, because I know Germany has one coming up. There's one in Japan. There's one, you know, there's more than one just Toy Fair. But I think last year he negotiated to get, like, an exclusive. But this year, I don't know if that was done because Toy Fair is over in the U.K., and we didn't get one scrap of information or picture other than maybe a Lego set that said confidential on the picture. So, mm. Yeah, I saw that. I saw a photo of that that Lego set. That little ship called, was it called the Phantom? The Phantom, which they speculate goes into the back of the ghost. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So moving on with the Saga Legends, also some new mission series sets were shown. Those are the two-pack sets. The first pack being Bespin, containing Luke Skywalker and Bespin Fatigues and Darth Vader, and then Utapau, containing Obi-Wan Kenobi from Revenge of the Sith and General Grievous. Uh, Ryan, your thoughts on these two packs? Um, at first glance, I, I, I like seeing like the, the Bespin Luke and the, the, the Grievous, 
But, you know, you take a closer look and that Vader and the Obi-Wan are just repacks. So uh, it, it's kind of a lame in a way that already in, uh, was this going to, maybe, what, the third wave of these or whatever? Mm-hmm. We're, um, we're seeing figures repacked from the first wave in two packs. It, and, you know, they could have easily put Grievous and uh, Bespin Luke in the single packs and it would have been okay, but... Why do these two packs to where we're getting repacks of, of Vader and Obi-Wan already? I mean, Obi-Wan, generally, there's plenty of them still out there. It's not like it's hard to find figure anyway. And uh, the Vader's, the, the previous Vader two pack isn't far behind that as well. Uh, so I, I don't see a purpose in, in doing that, but the new figures look interesting. Uh, I'm excited to see them and I'll enjoy seeing them in person when they come out. Chris? Yeah, I'm kind of with Ryan on that. It's disappointing that we see repacks already. Um, but I do like the Bespin Luke. And I do like that they changed the hair color on him because we've gotten the one with the blonde hair already. And it looked like as if they gave him a new head entirely, not just repainted the hair, which I think is interesting. Um, so I'm kind of excited about Bespin Luke. The other three figures, nah, I could, I could do without, especially Vader and Obi-Wan since we already have those. Um, Grievous looked, looked okay. Doesn't come with a cloak. Seems a little taller than Obi-Wan. I'm not sure if he's tall enough. Doesn't seem to have the four arms, like a two arm version. So I'm just okay with that one. So overall, the highlight out of those four figures would be Luke Bespin for me. Uh, Jake. Yeah, I'm, any Luke Bespin is a good Luke Bespin. I think I'm with Chris on that one. I love Luke. And uh, yeah, it looks like there's some minor changes to it, but that's the figure I'm waiting for the most. Um, Grievous, though, I'm really interested because Grievous, man, action figure wise, he has not the best, you know, history. Uh, all those episode uh, three Grievouses were all rubbery and they didn't stand up. Um, honestly, I think the best Grievous ever made was from the animated Gendy Tartakovsky so far. That, <laughs> that was a great uh, Grievous figure, but of course that was the exaggerated art form. So it's to be interesting to have a Grievous that can probably stand up and be solid and, you know, I don't know if it is going to be the greatest one we have, but it's going to be quite a bit different from those ones that I didn't really care for from Episode 3. I didn't think they were done well enough. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. In other news, a list of new figures from Jack Specific has leaked. Um, if you go to uh, www.heo.com and do a search, I believe you can find them. Looks like Jack's this year, instead of just doing... 31-inch figures like last year, they're going to have two separate lines, a 31-inch giant-sized line and a 20-inch big-sized line. The uh, giant-sized line contains figures Stormtrooper, Luke and Stormtrooper Disguise, Han and Stormtrooper Disguise, and the Inquisitor. And the 20-inch, according to this list, is Boba Fett, Chewbacca, Kanan, Ezra and Green Stormtrooper. I'm guessing the last three are probably from Rebels. I think it might even say that on the site. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. So, Jax is kind of splitting their scales. Um, Tom, you don't collect these, but you did look at some of the photos, and your first thoughts were? Uh, <laughs> the photos are all stolen. That was my first impression. Okay. Um, I don't know. but it's, I don't like the idea of Green Stormtroopers, but whatever. You know, what are you going to do? Do you think green stormtroopers is kind of like um, we want to sell more toys? And if we just have all, only white stormtroopers, how are we going to sell so many? But if we make some of them green, maybe we can sell some more. 
Well, the thing, you know, the thing is, I've got, I've got this crazy scenario in my head now that we're talking about green stormtroopers that they're going to go into uh, the original trilogy and yet again will be treated to another uh, another update. Oh but no! But this time we'll have colored oh. stormtroopers, and I no. will I will Tom, then, don't say I will things then, like that. I will then kill myself. Tom, you don't know who's listening. Don't give any of those no, kind of ideas out. Don't, don't give out ideas, Tom. Come now, on. What if maybe he's not, maybe it's not literal green. Maybe he's like an echo friendly stormtrooper. G.I. <laughs> <laughs> Joe did that. Come on. It didn't work well. You see his armor is recyclable or? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll see. Chris, what do you think about the uh, this list from Jack Specific? Yeah, I can't say much yet. Gotta need, gotta see some actual product pictures, you know. Exactly, Chris. But the thing is, though, like with the, with the uh, the human likeness, mm-hmm. like I think any company out there that has the Star Wars license has always had problems with human likenesses. So I would guess that the Stormtrooper Boba Fett and the Inquisitor are probably going to be the strongest ones, the best looking ones, but. You know, I'm just guessing. So we gotta wait and see until we see actual pictures of those things. Well, Chris, what do you think of the Superman that's out? I don't think I scale. that. Yeah, I, I saw it, but I, you know, I don't look and see if they. If it's not Star Wars, Chris so. tunes it out. <laughs> yep, it's blinders. <laughs> I, I don't think it's bad. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't want a bunch of big human-looking characters like that, but. I don't think they did poorly with the face sculpt of the Superman. The shoot, I have no recall today. What's the new Superman's name? Good, nobody, good question. Nobody knows. <laughs> Sucky, forgettable. Apparently, Sucky man. Henry, uh, Henry, Henry Cavill. 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 He's not. Yeah, yeah the non Christopher Reeves. He's Superman. not Chris Reeves. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Do you think it's smart for Jax to uh, diversify in scales of these figures? I'll ask you that. Ryan, what do you think? Um, I, I'm curious to see it. I, I'm wondering if maybe the previous stuff they've done for Star Wars has maybe done so much better than anything else they've done that they've decided to see what else they could do with it or something. But, um, it, it you know, as, as everybody said, this is kind of one of those wait and see. Let's see what we're actually getting. I mean, if the 20-inch look really awesome, well, then they might be worth picking up. I know on the 31-inch the ones that we've already gotten, there's part of me that would love to buy them all uh, that come out, even all the different clone troopers, as much as I hate clone troopers. But uh, part of me is like, where the heck am I going to put all those? Do I really mm-hmm. need those? And so I'm kind of on the fence with all of this right now because it's like if I buy too many of them, then I'm going to want to go in whole hog and buy the whole set. Uh, the collector in me won't want to buy everything. But uh, so I'm, I'm kind of – I'm hoping to just kind of nitpick at it and just, just pick the the – the ones I want and, and just the characters I want. So I don't know. We'll see. And, you know, if a 20 inch scale, it does well. I mean, how much is the 20 inch scale going to be? Are those going to be 20 bucks? What? You know? So yeah, I'm, I'm just on a wait and see mode. Definitely on these. I've, I've got a comment and I'm going to comment in song. <laughs> Everyone remember applause. <laughs> yes. Is this the second coming of applause? When I saw that they were doing 20 inch figures, that's Tom. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> These are going to be like applause, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> they did a, maybe it wasn't Probably 20 large. inch, but they did a really large Darth Vader. They 99. did a large Darth Vader. It was actually pretty good. I have it. Do you guys think that we're going to see, um, I'm sorry, I'm jumping to a different topic, but do you guys think we're going to see a, a two inch scale <laughs> by Hasbro? Or oh, we talked about that on the last play. show. You oh my God, yes. yes. Oh, please, 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 please. I do think that, Chris. Yes. I love that idea, Chris. I, I think it'll be 
uh, I think it'll be Gentle Giant in cooperation with Hasbro. Like, what do you like think? What do you think? It'll be thirty bucks a figure. It will oh. be. Thir- they will be thirty bucks a figure. <laughs> I, I would say. Yeah, I'd love it too. You know. How many how many scales do we currently have on the market? What's Lego? A Lego is an inch and a half. And then you got three and three quarter action figures. Then you got six inch action figures. Then you got twelve inch. What about Kubrick? Are they still making stuff? Kubrick? Are they? Yeah, are they? That's a good Hello. question. In Japan. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So then, what they're 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 between a Lego and a action figure. So there's they're another. Like two or three inch. Okay. Then you got, of course, the sideshow still pumping out twelve inches. Uh, now we're going to have a twenty inch, and then we're going to have a thirty one inch. And don't forget the life size that Jumbo. Yeah. A gentle giant's gonna do life size storm. Sideshow does quarter scale as or, well. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. There you go. So I mean, we have like half a. Or we have a dozen different what sizes. What about the? Uh, there's the eight inch scale from um, Kodos. 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 They're eight inch. Are those yeah. action figures though? Do those have well, moving pieces? Not I don't really. Know. Maybe. There I was know. the die cast action figure. I can't remember who made it out of Japan. Uh, that was a Darth Vader. I think that was about. Six or eight inches. I don't remember how. Hey, Jason, when you yeah. edit this, can we just go down the list and go, Lego, Hasbro, <laughs> just add the little cash register you know, sound behind every one that we name. The different scales are just way of skirting around licensing issues. I think yeah. that, you know, Hasbro has three and three quarter and 12 inch. So I believe Sideshow and Gentle Giant have to work with Hasbro to produce anything. Like, yes. I think, you know, they have to get approval. But I don't think the 31 inch and 20 inch have any have. I think Jax has that locked in. I don't think Hasbro has any say over that. I don't know, but I'm guessing. I don't think Hasbro would willingly let Jack Pacific in on in on the action. No. <laughs> but what's you know they, they would have to have some type of a gentleman's agreement because what's different about the you know the the electronic 31 inch Vader. And the Mission Series Vader, they have the exact same number of articulations. One's just larger than the other. The 31-inch one looks better? (laughs) (laughs) It does. That goes without a doubt. But you know what I'm saying, though? I mean, it's an action figure. It's just super bigger. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Have a comment or question about the show? Email us at galaxyoftoys at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Galaxy of Toys and find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash galaxyoftoys. Remember, you can listen to older episodes from our Podbean page at galaxyoftoys.podbean.com or search for us on iTunes or Stitcher Smart Radio. (laughs) Do you think they'll do separate toy lines for each spinoff movie? Okay, I'm so glad you brought that up. That is my biggest fear right now because if you look at the way they're doing it with Marvel, if you want action figures from a Captain America film or an Iron Man 3 film, you have a very small amount of figures. Yeah. It, it, I, I, I am nervous about what their layout, what Hasbro is going to do because if they follow their Marvel plan, you're going to have like, let's say, whatever main series it is, the Black series, right? You'll have that run throughout and be a mixture of everything. But then you'll have like uh, the Obi-Wan movie come out for only like eight figures. And then it'll go back to the main series. And then the Jabba the Hutt movie will come out and there will be 12 figures. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That's the way they've been doing it. So, Jake, But the thing is, Star Wars has always been different from that. I mean, most movie lines, they come out and they have, you know, 
eight variations on the main character and probably two other figures, and that's about it. Whereas Star Wars has always had tons of, of extra characters. So I, I don't, I don't yes. know if you can really care, you can compare it to those Marvel lines. Um, because they've always been different anyway. Yes, but they have not always been under Disney parental control. And the reason I say that is because as soon as Disney took control of Marvel, I mean, as of Star Wars, they started doing the same things they had done when they took control of Marvel. They started eliminating this, combining that, merging this. And so I feel like, you know, there, there could be some influence there. I don't know. I think that's mostly a Hasbro thing, honestly. I don't think Disney has much to do with the, the character selection and what what figures are out there. I, I think that's still a Hasbro thing. Well, you know, but Hasbro always, always is sending back, you know, they Daryl DePriest was always talking about, like, well, we submitted to Lucasfilm, and they had to approve this and that. And, oh, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just... There, it's there may actually fear. be less it's of that now. It's because... they go the Marvel route, is what I'm saying. Wouldn't you, there like, just... Be... Sorry. There may be less of the approval now because George Lucas was so big on approving everything that without him in the picture, there may be less of that problem now. Hence, who knows? Oh, you. <laughs> when do you think we'll start getting answers to this? A year? Two years, right? Do <laughs> you think a spinoff movie is still going to come out within the next two years? I, I think that was the whole reason they, they made sure that Episode Seven is still going to come out in 2015 so it doesn't interfere with a, a spinoff in 2016. Mm. I think it was more of a shareholder thing. I think that's why they had to come out in 2015 for that. So I'm not I'm not sure if that really had anything to do with the spin-off movie. I think it was more of a financial de- decision for the for the shareholders. Well, because, that's what I'm saying. It would be a financial decision, so they have one movie each year still, though. Yeah. Do you think the spin-off movies will be summer releases, spring, fall? Who knows? With the way they've been doing Marvel, they've done them in spring, they've done summer, they've done um, kind of late fall. It could be anywhere in there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's going to be interesting is that the, the, the slots that they have, that Hasbro has available for action figures, is going to be smaller and smaller and smaller. Because yeah. they only have, like, what, 40, 50, maybe 60 slots in a movie year where they can put basic figures out. And I, with so much stuff to choose from now, you know, Macquarie figures, comic book figures, novel figures, video game figures, you have six movies, um, you have The Clone Wars... You know, I like the stuff that we're going to see is going to be just more focused on, on, on the movies. So, you know, seeing Clone Wars characters uh, or, you know, anything that has to do with the, the current expanded universe is going to go all going to go away. I think it's going to be very limited availability of that kinds of stuff, I think. Well, I think the other thing we may end up seeing is Hasbro may take it and go vintage style where not necessarily vintage cards, although we'd all love that. Um, but have a unified line look where you have a different logo for different movies um, on them, much like they did in the vintage days. I mean, you look from 78 through, um, I mean, up until Power of the Force, where they really kind of changed the look of the card, the cards pretty much look the same, just a different movie logo in it. I mean, from Star Wars to Empire, you took away the double racetrack to the single racetrack, but, you know, it basically looked the same, and they continued to carry over figures with that. I, I would think Hasbro would be smart to do that so that, they could mix in figures from the um, the standalone movies in with the the regular serial movies and Rebels and Clone Wars in with that as well. Whatever. You know, I I agree that that would be awesome if they did it, but I think I think that is an outdated concept. I think both for retail and collecting, 
if you take a look at the world of comic books, for example, they start over like X Men and, and yeah. Avengers. They start over a new number one every couple of years because yeah, I know you know that the whole longevity. I think that's out. I think retailers at the same time want to see fresh product. They don't want to say, "Oh, I'm at Toy Fair again," and look it, it's the same packaging. We've had the same three years in a row. I think they need that new that to sell off all the old and rebrand and have new signs up and make it look flashy because the attention spans are so really short nowadays. Yeah, so, I, I understand what you mean. I mean, they've seen, had to see a reason to put out a new card back every year. So uh, yeah, obviously it'd be cheaper to stick with the same card back, but no, and I would like it too. And just like, I would like comic books to number up to the hundreds again, but I don't think that's, that's the market anymore. Unfortunately, yeah. Tom, what do you think? <laughs> and Jason, what do you think? I this is what I think. I was at Toys R Us today looking at the Marvel stuff, and it's very confusing. Very confusing. What's what goes to what? What's part of the movie? What's not part of the movie? What I would need, if I if I was going to start collecting Marvel, I would not even know what to do, where to start. I would just be baffled. Yeah, Marvel does have a lot of different lines. I'm hoping Star Wars doesn't turn into that. Comics. Yeah. Transformers like said, is kind of the same way. Transformers is just a mess of different brands and lines all on the shelf at one time. But Star Wars has always been different. It's always been a different line from any other action figure in that we've always gotten the background characters, the lesser characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always carried more, I think, because it sells better than, than the other stuff. Um, so I, I think that's going to continue. I think it's going to continue to be different just because, I mean, it is Star Wars. It's huge. Uh, and... I think we are going to see, still continue to see those background characters, those extra characters. I mean, the, it's not, it's not like Hasbro wanted to shove down our throats 70, 80 Revenge of the Sith figures in 2005, but the market kind of demanded it. People were buying them up like crazy in 2005. So, yeah. uh, as long as it continues to sell, I think we're going to see that. Whereas maybe, we, I, I mean, I don't know the numbers. I don't know the figures on it, but, uh, the, uh, the Marvel figures probably just don't quite sell as well in a movie year as what a, a Star Wars figures would. Um, and the Marvel figures have always had, you know, tons of repaints of Iron Man and, and stuff like that too within there. Um, whereas we don't really see that in the Star Wars line. It's not like we get a red Darth Vader and a green Darth Vader and the battle action Darth uh, Vader. Correction, episode three, <laughs> Darth Vader. <laughs> Quiet, Ryan. <laughs> well, we've had a red Darth Vader, a silver Darth Vader, right. a white Darth Vader, and a black Darth Vader, but, uh, right. The, the the other ones were special deals. It wasn't like in the same line where we got yeah, all those yeah. different ones and you know grappling hook Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> grappling hook Vader. Episode seven has to be good to keep the toy line going. I think. Yeah. I think if oh, episode yeah. seven isn't good, I don't know. Oh, it won't. It, no, 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 no. Here, here's the thing. It doesn't matter if it's good. Everyone in the planet will go see this film, and it will make. A billion dollars, and Hasbro will sell tons of toys. You know, maybe not to big, you know, old curmudgeons, but to kids they will. I, I, it is a, it is a guaranteed money maker. Well, the movie, but if the movie's not good, do people want a part of that movie to come home with them? I think well, that was the big problem with episode one. Toys. Most people didn't think episode one is good, but look how many toys came from there. But they made a lot more than they were able to sell. That's for sure. I remember back so then. Share, no, 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 no. Hey, <laughs> even though I hated episode one, I still bought those damn figures. <laughs> no, the, 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 the episode one folly was 
they sold a buttload of toys and they ran out and then they reordered that same amount of toys. Yeah. So yeah. they saturated it. I don't, I don't think that it was, you know, for and, any other reason that people like disliked it that they didn't sell. They just sold a bunch and went, Oh crap, we need to make more. Yeah. I think you got, and I think maybe Ryan and maybe Chris both talked about this on another show, but episode two, they kind of didn't care enough and there really wasn't, the toys really weren't. They just weren't, I don't know, it just didn't seem like they put the care into it that they did. They were like statues with action features. Yeah. And then episode three, Revenge of the Sith, they kind of got it right. Yeah. You know, so. Except for the cards. Well, it was kind of a mix, right? Yeah. Because for episode two, they, they tried to do something different, so they came yeah. out with all these action features and these action-oriented poses. And when episode three came out, they had two different collections. Mm-hmm. A collection one and two, and so you had one that was more collector-focused, and you had the other one with more action features. You guys remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. They tried to mix it better. Um, now here's a question, I... though. Just looking at the toys themselves, playability of the toys, collectability, what have you. Episode one, episode two, episode three. What's the best line? I'm going to say episode one. Episode three. I go with episode three as well. Tom, do you care? <laughs> Just speaking for the toys, Tom. Which nope. Uh, what? No, I I don't care. <laughs> Goodbye. I think the episode one toys were the best, and I'm with you there too. I think I think they're good. I mean, they had almost most of them had five points of articulation, but I think mm-hmm. the sculpts and the care and the remember the robes on like Valorum and Palpatine, mm-hmm. those were really good paint really jobs. Good stuff, yeah, that's true. No, they, I I do agree, Jake. I got to say that the 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 detail on the episode. Oh God, I can't believe I'm saying. <laughs> Make sure you're recording. Make sure the, the detail on the episode one figures were great. They really were. So that's, you could quote me on that. I'm going back on mute. You know, the one thing they did with the episode two figures that I liked, which I now I, – somebody had to tell me why they stopped it. But the, uh, the, the magnetic lightsabers, I loved that idea. Um, Not a big fan, no. I, I liked it, it because – too easily. Well, really, mine were fine. But I, I liked the idea that, you know, if the – the figure's hand didn't close far enough that the lightsaber was still going to stay there. And as somebody who sets up a lot of action figures, I don't know how many figures I set up and the lightsaber keeps falling out of their hands. And pretty soon I'm either finding clear rubber bands to keep it in their hands or uh, or hot glue. But those magnets, they keep working. Now, I guess the problem was kids were swallowing the magnets and that caused issues or something, so they can't do that. Yeah, I did not like that the blades were removable from the hilt because I had at least two or three of them that snapped off. Yeah, I've had a few of them break. I, I love that idea, but I had the same problem. Like, I think most of my sabers broke off. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But, but I did like the idea that you could, you know, unplug the hilt, uh, unplug the, the the blade, and then put put it on, onto the belt of the figure. Um, I loved that idea, but it didn't really work that well because yeah. they all broke. You know. Yeah. Except for because... that. Except for that Anakin that had the uh, the lightsaber Lights- lodged in his arm. The the telescoping lightsaber. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That was a toy fail. Yeah. yeah. Tom, did you have that one? What? <laughs> Hook. Uh, no, no. Yes, you did. You had it. Come on. <clears throat> We're collecting back then. Uh, what are you talking? Uh, you talking about the mail away one? No, the Anakin from episode two that had the lightsaber lodged in his arm trying to. No, I didn't. Stitch. I didn't have that one. Actually, I, I stopped, um, stopped collecting running. right. Right around during, that time. I thought that time, I saw yeah. one on your desk just not too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now we know what to get Tom. <laughs> that is a lie. <laughs> For Tom's birthday, we should we should uh, get him some episode two figures. I think. Yeah. Tom, when is your birthday? Give them right back to you, Senator Jar Jar. 
<laughs> God. <laughs> and some proctology exam, uh, 12 inch. Terrible. Terrible. I'm gonna. Uh, uh, I'll build a nice uh, fire pit in the backyard so we can funeral pyre. Right. We can funeral pyre your gifts. <laughs> but when you think about the uh, the action figures coming out for the new movies, I think the best way for us as collectors would be if they keep having one one toy line that is specific for collectors, like the Black Series or the Vintage Collection, and then you know. A toy line is specific for each spin-off movie, mm-hmm. right? So this way, they could later than like one or two years after the movie is out, they could still then release figures from from those movies in the main collector's line, right? Instead yep. of just not releasing any of those kinds of characters anymore. Mm-hmm. Kind of like they did with Episode Two, the Saga line, right? Because they started having like right after Episode Two came out, we then got like uh, what was it? That was the uh, Death Star Duel Luke. And Vader started coming out on those very same cards not long. You had the Bespin Vader in Luke, too. Yeah. So yeah. And that Chewbacca with C-3PO on his back. Yeah, I'm the... talking about, like, a totally different look, though. Like, just what we have right now. Yeah. Because well, you have the Black Series, and we're going to have Rebels later in the year, which Mark is too. I think Rebels are going to have their own cards. Yeah, right. I think so. We've, right. we've already seen it. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, we've Storm the Stormtroopers. Never mind. Stormtrooper. I don't like that yeah. card design. Though. <laughs> I'm with you, Jason. <laughs> I'm hoping so they look more like those they cards they showed that video. But <laughs> oh, the so black ones. Be the best for. Yeah, they, the ones that in that video almost reminded me of the the 2007 30th anniversary cards. Kind of the big artwork of each character on it, and I like that. Yeah, those were cool. I, I don't I don't like the stormtroopers. No. <laughs> I mean, if if they're smart, I I really think so. Like if if they bring back Mark Harrison Carey. And some of the the second cast, which it pretty much sounds like that's what's happening. Right. Carrie Fisher opened her mouth again. So bring Anthony Daniels <laughs> back and then put Kenny Baker in R two for a day or so. I don't know, and then bring back the vintage style card backs for the figures. Uh, Come on, that would be awesome. I agree. I'm with Chris. That'd be so awesome. That. Yeah, and that would then trickle down to the kids because you know what? I go out and I buy those toys, and I would totally buy my kids those toys as well. You know? I think anything in a vintage card is cool. <laughs> and then I'm with Jake on that. Like, it probably doesn't even matter whether Episode Seven is any good or anything like that. We just, hey, that's Luke Skywalker. You know what I mean? Well, we'll see. I, uh, I'm, I'm, n- I haven't lost faith. I'm hoping for the best, expecting the worst, but hoping for the best. I'm expecting the best. I, I expect this to be a good movie. The thing is, if 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 I go in thinking it's going to suck and it doesn't suck, then I'm in for a surprise. <laughs> if I go in thinking that it sucks and it does suck, then there's I'm I'm not out any hardships. Let's just say it doesn't suck. Would you then start? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. You it's know like... what? The the the, uh, the 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 time that I was collecting modern figures as they were coming out is is done and will never. Come again. It's like asking Tom if he'll eat green green eggs and ham. It's right. not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. But but in the end of the story, he ate green eggs and ham. In secret, when nobody knew. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no secret about me buying uh, new new any of this new crap. So Tom, do you think do you think if Episode Seven is huge and everybody loves it and everybody gets re-energized about Star Wars because you know a lot of people really aren't too keen on the prequels and. What if it brings in a new era and everyone really, really, really gets back on the Star Wars bandwagon? 
do you think that's going to um, uh, drastically increase the value of the vintage stuff? I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I just hope it does breathe a little life into Star Wars again. Mm-hmm. Well, like it needs any help anyway. But I just I the only thing I can hope for right now is that the they don't suck, and I don't I don't think they will. So I don't. Either. I just you know we'll just have to have to wait and see. All this talk and all these ridiculous fan posters and all this crap means absolutely nothing. It's just speculation uh, uh, ten times over than what we experienced with Episode 1 and all that stuff. Well, that wraps up the show for tonight. As usual, I'd like to thank Tom from IGrewUpStarWars.com. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a good evening. From Jedi Business. Dot com, Chris B. Hey, thanks for having me on. That's all I got to say. Our good friend. A <laughs> good friend, the Bendem King, Ryan. Wow, the Bendem King. How exciting. Uh, yeah. I guess thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be the Bendem King. but Bendem King. <laughs> by, by the way, Bendems do get mentioned in Plastic Galaxy, just so you know. They do? Yes, they do. Wow. By Steve Sansweet himself. Hey, that's great. That's great. So when you guys say Bendem King, I can I imagine like a Mexican wrestling mask on Ryan. <laughs> I don't know why. Sorry. And Jake from from Forlam Dezuckis, aka Forlamkiss.com. Yep, Forlamkiss.com is where we celebrate all things action figure, both new and old, Kenner and Hasbro. Love it all. We've um, <clears throat> got a cool interview coming up soon, uh, probably this week. Probably by the time this posts, it might be out um, by a animator uh, by the name of Dave Pryor. He is um, Ryan. I think you know him from. He's the one that did the Mellaways poster at uh, San Diego Comic Con, the vintage uh, Meller poster. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Um, really cool art. Really cool vintage. Uh, oh yes, yes, I do know what you're talking about now. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. I bought yeah, some like, from him. Yep. So he's a really cool guy, and uh, so I have an interview coming up with him. And uh, think about having our first giveaway here later this week. So uh, check our Facebook page from Forlom to Zuckus and uh, see uh, about how you can win maybe some action figures later on this week. And then, of course, uh, looking forward to uh, seeing everyone come out and visit us at our panel at Emerald City Comic Con. And uh, I believe it's March 28, 29, 30. Don't know which day the panel is yet, but or the end of March. Lots of fun times. It's one more round, friend. <laughs> so, um, good night, but not goodbye. Just one more round, friend. Then a homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend, and then so long, friend. The nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend. Yes, it's a crime, friend. But you know time, friend. Time can fly. So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye.